Podcast Answer Man, episode number 141. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Want to welcome you back to the Podcast Answer Man. I took a week off last week and enjoyed some time with my family over Christmas break. And now I'm back in the saddle. And of course, for those of you who are not aware, of course, this podcast is all about podcasting. That's all we're going to talk about is podcasting. And I want to just do something a little bit different here right up front. And I want to do something that I I basically coach all of my uh, consulting clients to do in their shows. And and I'm realizing and I I tell them, I say, listen, I'm going to teach you a lot of things as I coach you in the best, you know, the best practices for podcasting. Understand this, that I don't always carry out everything myself when I should. And there are a lot of things that I should be doing in my own podcasting that I don't do. But, you know, it, it's a situation of, of where I say, listen, if you really want to be effective in podcasting, do as I say, not always as I do. So one of the things I want to change right up front is that, number one, you start out with, you know, mentioning the name of your podcast. You should always start out with what your name is. You should always introduce yourself. You should mention what your podcast is about so that people who come along for the very first time um, they, they understand what the podcast is about. It, hopefully the name of your podcast indicates that. And then another great thing to do at the top of every episode, within the first minute of your podcast, at least within the first three or four minutes of your podcast, you should tell people what you're going to talk about in your show. So here's the thing right up front. I'm going to let you know some of the things that we're going to cover in this episode. We're going to start off with a call that came in from Dave Dufour. He's going to ask a question and we're going to discuss hosting your podcast. Should it be on your own hosting account with like GoDaddy or should you join a network like Blueberry or Mevio or, you know, when do you make those decisions? You know, those kind of things. Eric Fisher called in says that, you know, he knows that I use Adobe Audition and I don't use Levelator. Um, we're going to talk uh, with that one. I'm going to talk a little bit about what Levelator is, what it does, and and what I actually uh, use if I need something like that. So I'm going to answer that question. Uh, it all has to do with evening out your audio levels. Brent Green's going to ask, you know, what's the best way to engage your audience to to interact with them? So I'm going to talk about that um, a little bit. I mean, obviously, that could be like a, a whole 10 part series. Uh, then Gordon called in and he wants to know, um, or actually his wasn't necessarily a, necessarily a question as much as it is uh, just a statement. And he wants to get my thoughts on his statement of whether or not you can create the per- perfect podcast. And uh, I think he may be surprised at my answer when he asked, you know, or when he actually said the statement in his voicemail, what you'll hear, uh, where quality or quantity beats quality every time. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to give you an example of a podcaster who has done what I think is something that we all as podcasters should do, and that is uh, train your audience um, on the basics of podcasting. What is a podcast? And I'm going to give you the perfect example of that. Steve McQueen called in, and he is going to give us some reviews of some Android um, uh, podcasting software. So for those of us who have an iPhone or iPod Touch or whatever, obviously we have iTunes. And we're going to talk about that. And then, yes, at the end, and I am actually leaving it right at the end, and I'm going to try not to do anything up front here, I am going to give you a little infomercial. So I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to be uh, really heavily pushing a product and service that I am going to be launching here over the next six weeks. And it's uh, Podcast Answer Man Boot Camp. And it's a seven-part webinar series. But I'm going to talk about that at the end of the episode. And so if any of this stuff sounds interesting then to you, then please do me a favor. Stick around for the whole thing. If none of that sounds interesting to you, then just check out the next episode when it comes down the feed. All right. So with all of that out of the way, we've got tons of things to cover. And I'm going to attempt to cover it all within one hour. And uh, we'll, I'm sure I'll be pushing it right up to the edge. So we're going to start things off with Dave DeFore, and here's what Dave had to say. 
Hi, Cliff. This is Dave Dufour in Elkhart, Indiana, with a question for the podcast Answer Man. Uh, I'm hosting my podcast, Creative License, on GoDaddy right now, and uh, I'm very happy with the service and the uptime and all that. As a web developer, I, I have a couple of hosting packages on uh, GoDaddy, uh, and, and so it's real handy for me to also keep my podcasts there. And I was wondering... However, as a podcast grows and, and as a podcast maybe, uh, you know, gets, gets more and more subscribers, does it make sense to have, to, to actually be on a hosting, uh, com- uh, with a hosting company that specializes in podcast hosting? Uh, I'm thinking of, you know, something like Blueberry or, um, is it Mevio, something like that, where um, there's also some promotional uh, benefits to being part of that kind of a network, et cetera. Um, and I have to admit that I'm not completely clear on how a lot of those things exactly work. I, I'm kind of clear on what Blueberry is, but I'm not real sure about what Mevio, the former uh, pod show, do, uh, is uh, is all about exactly. But uh, anyway, I'm just the, the big question for me is is, is is should I start out on on on, uh, uh, traditional hosting, does it make sense? Uh, am I going to find that I'm uh, in a too costly environment? I mean, GoDaddy's pretty cheap, and uh, and uh, uh, you know, as far as the servers are concerned, the, everything seems great. So, uh, and I'm happy with it. But I uh, just wanted to know if you have any uh, pitfalls, or you know, are there any snakes in the road down the road? Thanks a lot for all your help, Cliff. You do a great job. Uh, I've been a fan for uh, over a year now, and I learn something from every show. Well, Dave, thank you very much for all of the questions you have there. And uh, I just realized, as somebody was telling me in the chat room here, that it says there's no audio on my thing. And I'm not sure why it does that. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, Dave, great question. And that is one of the pitfalls of the live show. Sometimes you get a little distracted as you're recording a live show. But anyway, moving right along. Um, I want to let you know there are some th- that is a great question, and the answer that I would give is this: Number one, I definitely prefer hosting your my podcast on my own hosting account. So that means uh, I definitely do not want to um, I do not want to rely on a third party vendor to be the web presence for my podcast. Now understand this: that I'm coming from the position of I see my podcast and my my blog and, and my website, I see it all as my personal brand, whether it be for a business or just my own personal passion. I, I see everything about this as being a part of my quote-unquote personal brand. This is my home on the internet. This is the place I call home, and I want to have as much control over it as possible. So I don't want to go to like uh, wordpress.com and be have have all kinds of limitations on some of the customization factors that I could get into if I had my own hosting account. I could do whatever I want. I could change WordPress however I want. I don't want to go to Blogger, and I, I don't want to go to Mevio or Blueberry or or any of the other services out there to have them be the home for my podcast. I want to I my own preference is to go to a service like GoDaddy or Bluehost. Those are my two favorite places to go. There's a lot of places you can go for hosting. Uh, it shouldn't cost you any more than like 87 bucks a year. It should definitely cost you no, never over eight, 100 bucks a year for web hosting. Uh, you should get a Linux account. Uh, and and uh, for 100 bucks a year, you get a Linux account, and you could probably install at least 25 different WordPress installations if you wanted to. Really, technically, you only need one for your blog and podcast or multiple podcasts. I have 24 different podcasts running on one website, so uh, one WordPress installation. So you can do a lot there. But anyway, um, I prefer having it all hosted on my own account. And that way, again, I can control everything. Now, um, as far as, you know, hosting your, you said, what about if your podcast grows, it becomes popular? Well, when I started podcasting in December of 2005, I I told my wife about, um, I told my wife about the fact that we were going to do a podcast and, you know, I was all excited and, you know, we all kind of thought, you know, we'd be lucky if we could get 40 people to listen to us, right? 40 people would be great uh, to listen to us. Um, And we were shocked. 
to learn that through some of the networking and some of the promotion that we did that our our podcast grew to seven several thousand subscribers within just a few short weeks and and then all of a sudden we learned like wow we've got a real problem here and let me explain to you the problem i was hosting on a company i can't no i do remember the the company's name was ready set connect com ready set com this is back in 2005 and I w- I hosted it I hosted my podcast on my own blog and I was uploading the mp3 files to my own hosting account server now this is back before podcasting and all this big huge social media stuff got that got huge so back then when you bought a hosting account you you had like for bandwidth limitations you were allowed like you know 100 megs of bandwidth per month which was no big deal because we only all we had was blogs with text right and a couple pictures so it was no big deal but uh i started hosting my podcast on my site and i i remember uploading the third episode of the weekly loss podcast and when I uploaded the third podcast episode, which, by the way, the, f- the first three episodes were all right around 65, 75 megabytes each. So that, that's all I uploaded was three episodes. And when I uploaded the third episode, everything was going great for about an hour. But about two to three hours after I uploaded that episode, I started to get my email inbox flooded and what happened was everybody's like, Cliff, what in the world has happened to your, um, what has happened to your, your podcast site? Where, where's your podcast? Why is your website not working? So I go to my website and do you know what it says? It doesn't show my blog anymore. It says account suspended. Please contact billing department. Bandwidth limitation exceeded. And so what happened was, you know, we, several thousand people went to go download those that most recent episode and not only the mention the most recent the third one, but those people were those thousands of people were downloading all three episodes and it just ate up the bandwidth in no time. Now today if you go to Bluehost or you go to GoDaddy, you get you get all kinds of bandwidth with them. Sometimes you get like a terabyte or some of them will say unlimited. Well, here's what I would I would caution you about these unlimited bandwidth uh, plans when you're hosting your MP3s on. Call that company up and say, "Listen, I'm getting ready to create a podcast on your unlimited bandwidth plan." Uh, so you're telling me that I have unlimited bandwidth for six bucks a month, and they'll say, "Well, yeah, you do." So if I uploaded MP3 files and people there's on, and I said, "What about if I have? Let's just say." I, what if, what if I deliver 100,000 downloads, you know, what, what if I deliver 100,000 downloads over the course of, let's say a 60 day period of time. And those downloads are all, I don't know, somewhere between 50 and hundred megabytes each. This is what they will tell you. The bandwidth is unlimited, but we do limit you on CPU cycles and that and they said every computer has this count of cpu cycles and and there is a limited amount over that and if any if you ever go above that limit i don't know what it is if it's 10,000 or whatever they are but they have a limit on there and anything any cpu cycle any call on the server to produce anything anything over that amount you will be billed for each cpu cycle over so it, when it says it's unlimited, no, it's not unlimited with these unlimited hosting plans. So here's what I do. I I prefer upload or having my own hosting account for my blog, which by the way, a shared hosting account will never be a problem. I can't ever foresee a problem. I, I've got hundreds of people on a forum that I run. I've got thousands of hit on my hits on my site every day. Never have I experienced a problem with quote unquote bandwidth issues on my hosting account. Now I've had issues with GoDaddy and their servers crashing from time to time, but never because I was on a shared hosting account uh, was that the issue. Because all of my all of my quote unquote heavy lifting is my MP3 files. You know, it doesn't cost me very much bandwidth or CPU cycle space for people to hit a an RSS feed, which, by the way, the RSS feed coming off my website is only, you know, usually just a couple hits a day as FeedBurner grabs the original feed off of my site. And then the the literally the thousands of hits, we get about 50 to 60,000 uh, downloads a week here at gspn.tv. Those all come, all those RSS inquiries, most of what, most of them, 
come off of the GoDaddy.com, or I'm sorry, come off the FeedBurner servers, which is free. So there's really very little bandwidth that's being used by my hosting account at all. And but my MP3 files, you know, we're down. We're actually going through um, a couple terabytes per month of bandwidth there. Now, how much does that cost me? I use a service called Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. It stands for Liberated Syndication. I have three accounts with them. I max all three of my accounts out because I'm putting out about 15 episodes a week. Well, somewhere between seven to 15 episodes a week of podcast content, depending on when I'm doing it. And uh, But anyway, we're putting up a lot of content and bandwidth with Libsyn really is unlimited. Now, um, Libsyn costs, the, I think the cheapest plan that they have is six bucks a month and you can get, I think, 100 megs of space on their high-speed servers. I'm not gonna go into Libsyn and how it works right now, but just to know that, that it works and when you pay for the space and, and you figure out how it all works, the lim- there is no limit to... Um, the 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 bandwidth that you have on a monthly basis. How many downloads? I could have if I had if I had three million subscribers, I would not pay any more for bandwidth than what I have right now with sixty thousand. So we're completely fine. And by the way, sixty thousand is, isn't how many people are listening to podcast answer man. It's the twenty four podcasts in total that I do. Now you said about you know Podango and uh, Blueberry and these networks. That'd be a great question for another time. But let me just say that, you know, Podango tried to get me to sign up with them a while back, um, as did, you know, um, Mevio back when it was Podshow. And I almost signed on with Podango, but they would have, one of the things that they would have required for my promotion and everything, I would have had to, quote unquote, have a home on the web for my podcast on the Podango servers. And, um, and, And so it would actually be, you know, I could still have my own, but... Anything that they promote is going to be promoted on their site so that it could cross-promote all the other stuff. It makes perfect sense. Well, the thing is, though, is Podango today is non-existent. They, they went bankrupt. They're gone. Kaput. Bye-bye. Uh, and the if you haven't heard it in the past, um, Podango gave people like one week notice to get all their content off the servers. Otherwise, it was going to be deleted permanently. Uh, and this happened, The it happened, well, I think it happened a year ago today. Um, it actually, actually, they were. it was right between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, I think it was on the 26th of December, and they said, you've got until the 1st to get all your stuff off of our servers because we can't guarantee you that we're going to have any web presence at all come January 1st. And it's like, and and so there, there's all kinds of personal issues that I, I see with not being in control of my own content. Now, with that being said, I want to say that I, I I love the guys over at Blueberry and Callie Lewis will tell you that she loves uh, Mevio. I mean, she, she's done well by Mevio. Um, there's a lot of benefits to being a part of a network. And but there there's there's a lot of benefits to being in control of all your own content as well. I think it'd be fun. I think I'm going to see if I can get maybe Todd to come on and and uh, talk to us about Blueberry one day. So Todd, if you're out there listening, uh, let's get in, let's get let's get in touch, and I'd like to invite you on to Podcast Answer Man. So Dave, I hope that answers your question. My suggestion is this: number one, go ahead if you're starting out and it's just a hobby, you can certainly um, host it on you host those MP3 files on your own GoDaddy account. Um, the problem is if you get into like 55 episodes and then all of a sudden something happens, let's just say you get, you get 55 episodes and then Oprah says, dude, I so want to promote you on my TV show. Of course, I don't know if Oprah's still doing our TV show or not. But anyway, let's just say something like that happens. And then all of a sudden you're on Oprah and you got 3 million people go and download your site. Your site's going down, my friend. You're down. You're done. You're closed. Or... You know, you, that's only if you're lucky. Like I was, I was a blessed man when they, when my account got suspended and they they shut things down over at Ready Set Connect. I'm a blessed man because I remember back in 2005, other podcasters were not so lucky. They were doing the same thing I did, po- hosted their content, and boom! All of a sudden, they got some major exposure. Thousands and thousands of people downloaded their content, and guess what? Did their did their ISP shut on shut down their service? No. They charge them overage. I do have personal friends that I know back in 2005, they received bills from their hosting account for four and $5,000 for bandwidth overages. 
and that's what that's what launched you know Libsyn. That's that's why Libsyn came into play. So anyway, I hope that answers your question. Uh, and if you want more information on that, let's uh, call in some additional questions and, and we'll go there. Let's move on to Eric Fisher's next question here. And this is what Eric had to say. So take it away, Eric. Hey, Cliff, it's Eric Fisher. And uh, I know that you do something differently than using the Levelator tool uh, that you do with Adobe Audition. And I know you've talked about this in the past, at least briefly, and I cannot seem to find where it is through the GSPN forums or uh, just going through the back archives of Podcast Answer Man. And I thought, at some point, it'd be great if you could revisit that and uh, just kind of walk us through what you're doing and why with that so that we can maybe find a comparable uh, setup for that to maybe not use Levelator if we don't have to. I know it's a quick, e- easy drag and drop tool, uh, which was going to work good for some people and it, it has done well for me, but I'm curious to see if it might be possible for me to move forward and use something that might be similar to what you're doing in Adobe Audition. Thank you very much. Very cool. Eric, thank you very much for that call. And Levelator, by the way, it was a huge thing that saved so many of us back in the days. And it can be something that will save you today as a brand new podcaster or fairly new podcaster uh, if you're not getting your audio recording levels right the first time. Uh, So basically, Levelator is where, let's just say you do uh, a podcast. Let's just say it's you and two other people. And one of you talks really loud, the other person talks kind of in the middle, and somebody else in the in the show is really low. And you're looking at the waveform uh, of the file when you're looking at it, and you want to try to even it out to where all of you are kind of at the same volume level, so you have some consistent audio levels through your podcast. Well, you know, to do that manual, by the way, there are some things that I can do in Adobe Audition that that does all of this uh, in in a very nice way. But back in the day, before we all knew about some of the advanced tools and some of the expensive tools that are available to do this, there was a free program created by oh goodness, what are their what's their names? Uh, anyway, let me just look it up real quick. If I type in Levelator, I'll know immediately. Uh, they do they did a lot of things to help the Conversations Network. Uh, that's who put it together, the Conversations Network. Anyway, they did a great job creating this product called the Levelator, which is where it would actually, you drop a wave version of your file in. It would run a process and it would do something called normalizing. And also, I think it did a little bit of hard limiting as well. And it, it would kind of just bring up, it would actually uh, bring up some audio levels, bring down other audio levels, and try to make it a more consistent sound. It would do a little bit of automatic gain control. I think there is like four or five different things that it really uh, tried to to do in that process, and it really does help out a lot of people. Now, what do I do? I use Adobe Audition, and I use it now. First of all, I don't have to use any processing to do audio levels at all because of my process i use i use a a digital audio recorder and i go straight from my mixer into my digital audio recorder all of my different audio sources such as skype telephones uh all the different microphones they all come into my mixers all of them are on independent channels where i can slide change the sliders and on the Adderall, I'm always looking to make sure that we're all hitting the same levels when everything is being recorded. So if the person, you know, uh, in chair number two, if they're, if my co-host, if their audio is less than mine, I, I look to try to get it between negative 12 to negative six decibels on my meter that shows up on my recorder. If I show that they're negative 20 and I'm right at six, I just crank them up. And, you know, if I, if all of a sudden I bring in a call, a live call via Skype or something like that, and they come in and they're really loud and they're peaking, I just, I just look at that and it just takes me a half a second to bring their slider down and match it right at six. And so I'm good to go. And by the time I hit stop at the end, all of my audio levels are set right then and there. But let's just say I didn't have that. Well, then I will tell you that in Adobe Audition, and there is hard limiting is available as is normalization. Uh, the processes would, you know, you could decide what you want to use there. I, I'm going to tell you what, there, I'm not going to go into my infomercial now, Eric, but there is some. There is a webinar that I'm going to be doing here uh, very soon that I'll mention at the end 
of this show. So stick around for that. Uh, but just to let you know, um, in Adobe Audition, there is normalization and there is hard limiting. And those are two things that do a lot of what um, Levelator does. And for those of you who do not have Adobe Audition and you do have issues where some audio levels are higher and lower than others, uh, then I encourage you to go do a search for Levelator, L-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R. You will find it. It is very easy to use. And it, and it is a great product. So check it out. Let's move on to Brent Green. Brent is a client and uh, I did not ask him to give me all this wonderful uh, praise for my services, but um, you know, I'm always thankful to hear when somebody uh, enjoys what I do for him. So here's Brent. Hi Cliff, this is Brent Green calling in from Kansas City, part of the Pursuing Meaningful Work podcast and the Leadership Equip Network. Thank you for helping us uh, get things set up. We appreciate that. You helped us develop a podcast as well as get a marketing platform set up through different forms of social media. I'll ask you this on a consulting call that we'll have later today, but just wanted to shoot this to the um, line here as well in case you might want to talk about it in one of your podcasts. What's the best ways to engage your audience? You've got... Facebook fan pages, and then you've got network set up. You've got all different kinds of ways to do it. And we're looking for ways to better engage. We, we, the people that we know well, we engage with them well, but the folks that are checking us out through iTunes and, and through our Facebook fan page, we want to get some more ideas on how to engage with them better. Thanks for what you do. We appreciate uh, what you've done for us here at the Leadership network and thanks for helping us with setting up pursuing meaningful work.com thanks very much hey brent thank you so much i am so thankful to have you as well as all my other clients uh, out there and i'm so thankful also to hear your interest and your passion in engaging your audience i think it's the most important thing about podcasting is the fact that this is not a one-way communication tool that this is a place where we can have a two-way dialogue and I know a lot of clients that I that I have that hire me, they have a hard time picking up and understanding how that is and how that works. Um, they they think that you know I can just create content and people will listen, and and there that may be possible that you'll get that, but the keep keeping people coming back for more, and also getting getting it to where people not only just enjoy your content, but they become passionate about the content that you do so much that they're talking about you and your content to all their friends who are passionate about the same things. Uh, well, that that takes a little bit more of audience engagement, if you will. Um, some, some ways to engage your audience. Number one, acknowledge them all the time. Number two, care about them a lot. Care about every single person that listens to your podcast. Now, at, a, at I guess a 141 episodes now, how many times, if you have been listening for a while, how many times have you heard me say, listen, one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody hires me and says, Cliff, I want you to help me to help increase the size of my audience. I only, I've been podcasting for three months and I only have 50 listeners or subscribers. I only have 300 subscribers. I only have 1,000 subscribers after doing this for a year. And, and that phrase, I only have, really bothers me because the question is, okay, you have 50, can, 50 subscribers. Can you, tell me, can you tell me 15 people's first name, last name, and another personal fact about those 15 people? Just 15 out of the 50. You know, and if you can't tell me a first and last name and at least one other personal fact, then that tells me that you are not engaging in in a relationship with your audience. Um, how how is it that I can get first and last name? By the way, I can give you the first and last name and at least one other personal fact. And when I say one other personal fact, I'm not talking about their email address. I'm talking about maybe what city they live in. Um, what um, what they do for a living, what their kids' names are, uh, you know, you know what their passions are, what you know what they do as for hobbies. Uh, I can give you the first and last name and at least one other personal fact for fifteen thousand people in my community, guaranteed. 
You, I could give you a list of 15,000 people. I can give you their first name, last name, and a minimum of one other personal fact. And it's very simple. First of all, if I go to gspn.tv slash forum, I have 700 and 747 people that are registered in the last two years on that one. And I had about 3,000 people on the forum that all went bad back in, uh, back in the old days when I used to use PHP board. Uh, bulletin board. But anyway, I've got 747 people. I have their first and last name and also all kinds of information that they've shared about themselves. Um, I've got, I think my daughter just looked, um, we've had 4,700 voicemails that usually start out with, hi Cliff, this is so-and-so from Rochester, New York, or this is so-and-so from um, Southern California. This is, yeah, I mean, I, I know because these people are calling in. Um, so, so personally knowing these people and getting and caring about it, you know, not just having the information, but what do you do with the information? Do you care? Uh, when somebody says, you know, Hey, I listened to your content and, and, and it's been really, uh, it's been really encouraging for me. I lost my job seven months ago and you've really inspired me to think about X, Y, Z. The question is, what do you do with that? Do you respond and just forget about it? Or do you set up a follow-up in three months from now and say, hey, you know, three months ago, you wrote me an email and said this, and you said you were inspired and you were going to try to do this. Have you done that? How's that going for you? You know, these are the kinds of things that I'm doing. When somebody shares a personal insight or information with me, I have a system set up to where now I can track that information and I set myself a follow-up for, you know, three months down the road just to check in with that person. You know, and and chances are, usually by engaging with them and communicating with them through various different means, uh, I I I follow up as the time goes along. Um, you know, matter of fact, um, let me let me just give you some ways, some ways to engage, so you understand the importance of engaging and what that might look like. So give me, let me give you some ways. Number one, uh, the first thing I ever did was. I, I plastered my email address everywhere. Today, it, it's feedback at gspn.tv. It's the easy thing. Any podcast, anything you want to say, any feedback, email me. Feedback at gspn.tv. You'll get a response. Usually within 12 to 20, or usually within 24 hours. Depending these days, it could take as much as three or four days at times praying that's all going to take uh, take care of itself. I'm getting ready to hire a virtual assistant uh, um, actually on Monday. Uh, so I'm excited about that and I'm hopefully going to get some of my processes in place to where I'm able to continue to be effective in the engagement of my community and, and building these relationships and taking them to the, even to a deeper level. But uh, I answer every email. I answer every single email. Now, is there going to come a day when, you know, you know, 6,000 emails come in. Yeah, that, that might be possible. And if it does, well, then I'll probably try to find some way to make something make sense to where I'm not just ignoring emails. I never want to say things like somebody who I admire very much. I never want to say to my community, I don't check email. I don't, I don't read email. I, I never want to say that. I want to say, you know what, I, you know, if it ever gets to the point where, you know, I'm getting a thousand emails every day, I, I never want to just ignore it. I want to, I want to develop processes and, and put workflows into place where there is at least some level of connection, some level of engagement. And if I can't connect to them personally, let me connect my community to other people in the community. Let me give you a perfect example of this. I created gspn.tv slash forum. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother conversation that I encourage you to call in and ask, you know, when do I start a forum? You know, or, you know, do I just rely on the comment section of the blog? Because uh, trust me, if you're a brand new podcaster, do me a favor. Don't go start a ghost town. Okay, uh, that's all I'll say about it right now. Don't go start a gar- ghost town. Wait till you can create a community online uh, before you go launching your own forum. Uh, again, you want more elaboration on that? Give me a call. 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067 is the voicemail hotline. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can call in that question. We'll elaborate further on when to start a forum. But anyway, um, but I created a forum. Because we had the Weekly Loss Podcast. I was getting about 85 emails a week due to the Lost Podcast itself. That's one of 24 shows that I produce. 
And let me tell you, these emails weren't, you know, hey, Cliff, I really enjoyed the show. I totally agree with you. Or, hey, Cliff, I had a thought. I totally disagree. Did you remember this? It wasn't one line things. I had about 80 episode, 80 emails, 80 to 90, sometimes as much as 100 emails in a single week devoted to every single episode of the TV show Lost. And these emails, I'm not kidding you, these emails were sometimes as short as three paragraphs long. And if I printed them out, I had some that would take up about three pages of printer paper. Now, can I read all those and respond to them? No way. So what did I do? Did I ignore them all? Sure. I just archived them, moved on. No, I didn't do that. I created a section in the forum called the Weekly Lost Podcast uh, or the all the all lost talk section of our forum. If you go to gspn.tv slash forum, you'll see it there. And what I did is I, I would actually take the entire email, I would copy it, and I would paste it as a post in the forum. And I would respond to that person saying, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to write this out. My goodness, I that what an amazing amount of energy you put into this. And it means a lot to me that you did that. Please understand, I can't read every single um, email that comes in, you know, in our in our um, show. Uh, in fact, I'm horrible at reading when I'm doing a podcast. So if you wanted to call in and leave a voicemail on our hotline, our voicemail hotline, I'll guarantee you I'll eventually get you into one of our episodes. But what I've done is I went ahead and pasted your form and by your your email in the form. And I've went ahead and here's a link to it. And so if you click here, it'll take you to the form. And guess what? Not only will uh, you know, just one person benefit from hearing this or reading this, but there's going to be a conversation around it. I encourage you to sign up for the forum and and participate in a conversation around your theory. I think you'll be you're going to find a lot of other like-minded people who are just as about uh, just as passionate about the TV shows Lost as we are. And that's what I did. I, I created a process to where okay, every email that comes in that is too long for me to personally respond to. I, I, when it was not personal in nature, you know, I never do that on, on anything's personal, but if it's just like a, a theory about a TV show, then that's what I was doing. I was like, or, you know, sometimes I would even say, you know, a part of the procedure is, do you mind if I post this in the forum and get, get permission? So kind of think through those things as well. So answer every me- email. You just heard me say the second one, create a voicemail feedback hotline. I mean, 859 795 4067. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can always listen. I've got thousands and thousands of voicemails that I've received in the last four years. I mean, I've got one, two, three, four, five just in this show, and I've got another 30 to 40 that are waiting in queue for future episodes of Podcast Answer Man. So, so create a voicemail hotline for you to take in the listener calls. And by the way, when you when a caller calls in and hears their own voice, there is a good chance that they'll do what I did the very first time I heard my voice in a podcast. I went and said, oh my gosh, my, they played my call and they responded to me personally. They said my name and I went and played it like for five other people. Um, and so there's a chance that even something like that's going to happen. But anyway, engage with them uh, by answering every email or at least put processes into place to connect them with each other, you know, connect your audience to each other, um, take their voice feedback, play their voice feedback in your show, um, create a live meetup, you know, invite people to come hang out with you sometime. Get this, in February, on February 2nd, we're watching a TV show, it is gonna be the season premiere of the last season of Lost. And we have somebody coming from Belgium, Uh, There's a possibility that somebody said they might try to come from Germany. Uh, We've got some people who mentioned that they might come from the UK. We have people coming from all over the United States just to hang out and watch TV together. The the TV show Lost. I'm not kidding you. We've had two of these in the past. Or actually, we've had three meetups in the past um, where we've had people come from all over. I mean, several states. And they come just to hang out and be a part of this community. So you talk about engagement, that's a great way to engage with them too. Uh, Some face-to-face time. When you go somewhere, you know, let people know that you're heading to a city or a town and say, hey, I want to have a meetup, anybody in the area. You know, just engage with people. Remember that it's not all about the numbers. It's about the one-on-one. Those intimate relationships, one-on-one, when you can connect with somebody, that's how you engage with your audience. 
Um, down the road, I c- certainly don't suggest this right out the bat, right out of the bat. But down the road, when you have a little bit of an audience, then why not give a live show a shot? You know, a live show. Get you know, hook up UStream, hook up a chat room. I wouldn't, I would not suggest the UStream chat room, by the way. Uh, but hook up a chat room, kind of like over at gspn.tv/live. And, um, you know, engage with your audience there. I've got 20 people in the chat room right now, 31 people watching on the live stream, and they're they're communicating with each other. And I actually, throughout the episode, I'll kind of take a look at the chat room. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I just focus on the content. It depends. But the thing is, is the, the engagement isn't only with me, with my audience. It's allowing my audience to or my community to engage in relationships with each other. Um, Andy's in the chat room, uh, and he says, uh, live shows are run- fun. Um, and then Dr. Anonymous says, which his name is Michael, he says, uh, live shows are the best. Uh, which, by the way, I could tell you Michael's, fir- I could tell you Dr. Anonymous, I can tell you his first and last name, I can tell you what his profession is, I can tell you about where his blog is, I can tell you how long he's been on Blog Talk Radio, I can tell you about the five times, to- or the three times that I, or no, two times that I've met him face to face. Um, it, it, you engage with your audience. Dave Dufour in here, you know, it's, it's it, uh, Shelly Clifford, which by the way, um, oh, I don't know if I was ever supposed to say her last name. I apologize if I'm not, but anyway, Shelly's here and you know, she goes by Jerrica and it took me a long time to understand that her name is not Jerrica, but her name is Shelly, you know, and, and it's something that you determine over time as you engage and get to know your audience. So anyway, um, I'm not Clifford. Okay, so th- it's a different Shelly then. I apologize. So, okay, so I obviously don't know all of my <laughs> community, but you get the idea here. I mean, it, well, at least I, I finally did get her first name right, okay? So it's not Jerrica. It is it is Shelly. But anyway, uh, but I do have a listener named Shelly Clifford. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Does, I hope that answers your question, Brent. Um, d- definitely. And one of the other big things here is, is this as a podcaster go where your audience is go where they are all right and i did this on social media serenity today for those of you who are who have heard social media serenity this week or will hear social media serenity episode 23 i think it was this week i apologize but i'm going to say the same thing over right here right now all right i have clients who hire me and when I get to the point in the in the um, coaching process of of how to grow and build your audience, uh, when I start mentioning Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and social networking, I get sometimes I get this pushback. It's like I don't know that I have time for that Twitter thing. I don't know that I really want to engage with people on Facebook. I it's like wait a second, wait a second. You said you want to build community. You say you want to build a community and engage your audience, right? Well, here's what you do. You have to be willing to go where they are. That's why you don't start a forum right off the bat. You don't sit, you don't you don't start a forum right off the bat. You go where they are. That you got to you got to have some give and take. And so here's what I said in social media serenity. Could you imagine this? Let's just say you have a friend named Joe. And and Joe says, "Hey Cliff, can you come over and uh, let's hang out and play Xbox together?" And so I said, "Yeah, Joe, I'm coming right over." And then the next, you know, a couple days down the road, uh, Joe says, "Hey Cliff, you you want to come over and and hang out and do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Joe, I'll be right over." And then Joe says, "Hey Cliff, I, I've got this going on, and and I'd love for you to come and and take a look at what I'm doing over here." And I'm like, "Yeah, Joe, I'll come over." Man, Joe, that's great. And then all of a sudden, I say, "Hey Joe, why don't you come over? I'm going to have a poker night." No, I really, to be honest with you, I just don't have time to to play poker. I I, I can't come over there. But I'll tell you what, why don't you come over my place because you know I was already having a get together, and I'd like. It's like, wait, okay, I can't do that because I've got my own thing going over here, but uh, I'll come check you out. And then Joe calls you a couple days later and say, hey, hey, Cliff, come over. I'm doing X, Y, Z. And I'm like, okay, Joe, I'll come over. Do you see where Joe is always get? He's always asking for my attention. He's also always asking me to invest my time, my efforts, my energy in what he's doing, but he never reciprocates. He never comes to where I am. He never he never calls and says, "Hey Cliff, what are you doing? Hey Cliff, how's how are you? Hey Cliff, you know what's going on in your life? Hey Cliff, what are you passionate about? 
You know, that's not a friendship. That's not a relationship. Instead, what you are is an infomercial for yourself and all you do. It's like you're always asking people to come to your website, come to my website, come listen to my podcast, come listen to my content, come listen to what I have to say, come listen to what I have to say. Sometimes you need to be willing to to follow a couple of people who have invested a lot of their time. If you've got 50 people who listen to your podcast where you ramble for 30 minutes every week, 50 people giving you 30 minutes of their life every single week and you tell me you don't have time to go to Twitter and see what they say for 15 minutes and at least twice a week, that's ridiculous and you don't have any idea of what it means to build a community around your podcast. Not that I'm passionate about this topic or anything, but seriously, don't have time for Twitter or Facebook? Mm, I have a tough one with that one. So anyway, it's all about Joe. And, And is it all about you? So, yeah, you got to engage. Do you have to now Gary Vaynerchuk in his book, he'll tell you, you have to be willing to, you know, work until two o'clock in the morning and get up at eight and do it at the same time. Now, will you crush it and make millions and 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 have out out of this world numbers and stuff like that if you do that? Yeah, I will tell you there is a formula that will work. I mean, it, it, it really does it does work, but do you have to do that? No. Would you, you? Most people are totally shocked by the fact that I spend no more than 30 minutes every day, no more than 15, 30 minutes every day on Twitter and Facebook, ever. I never, I never really spend, I, I maybe spend 15 minutes a month on LinkedIn, but I engage with people there because I have it set up. I have processes set in place to where if somebody posts a comment on a status update that I did on Facebook, I get an email. And I set, I schedule 15 to 30 minutes of every day for me to click on those links, to read what they said, and then respond. But I also have a couple different times throughout the week, not not every day, but a couple times during the week, and sometimes on days when it's not even scheduled and I just have some free time, which is fewer and further between, but still I try, even sometimes I just have to make some free time, if you know what I mean. But occasionally I will get in and I will go into my timeline and I will just not just read what people wrote to me and commented and responded to me, but I will read what they are saying, and I will respond to them. I will be the person who comments on their wall post. I will be the person who sends them an out reply about something they initiated as a status message on Twitter. It is important to engage with people where they are. Meet them halfway. Meet them halfway. So anyway, yeah. I hope that's a helpful answer for you. All right, so Gordon has a question, actually not a question, but more of a uh, comment. So here we go. Hi, Cliff. This is Gordon Firemark from the Entertainment Law Update podcast. Listen, congratulations on the 1800 show mark you recently reached uh, when you mentioned it on Podcast Answer Man number 135. When you mentioned this big number, it made me think of a topic that you might be interested in talking about. One reason that a lot of folks get stuck and have limited or no output or low productivity is a phenomenon I call perfection paralysis. This is where the fear of not being perfect stops people cold and they don't get any work at all done. When the fact of it is pretty good is more than enough to satisfy even the harshest critics in most cases. So podcasters and other content creators really need to just crank out the work, even if it isn't perfect. Quantity beats quality in this area every single time. After all, perfection is really not attainable anyway. Only God can create perfection. He did so in creating each of us. So as long as we try hard and do our best, we've got something to really be proud about. So thanks. I look forward to hearing what you have to say about this. Keep up the good work. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. Thank you so much for the awesome feedback. Um, I think you'll be surprised to hear me say that I could not agree and disagree with you more. Okay. It, it, uh, wow. I, I Seriously, I, I'm thinking through this one. I couldn't agree with you more, but I couldn't disagree with you more. Um, number one, per, uh, paralysis by analysis is a major problem. And pretty good is not more than enough. No, I, I, I don't think so. I think pretty good is good enough to get you started. Okay, that's that's where I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. I don't think pretty good is more than enough. I don't. Uh, In fact, I'm going to pause for one second. I'm going to get an audio clip up here. 
All right, I found it, and uh, this is, if you go back to episode 136 of Podcast Answer Man, this is the first few seconds of, uh, of that file, so listen to this right here, and here it comes right about, oh, don't buffer too long, uh, that figures, I'm buffering, let me try it one more time, and uh, yeah, the pitfalls of a live show right here, so let me go ahead and just click on it, and it should pull right up. Um, I think I had listened to them early on when they didn't have their sound quality and I had dismissed them because I'm really picky about my oh, sound. Oh, I love to hear that. I won't listen Did to you a, hear that, folks? <laughs> I won't listen to a podcast that has bad audio, even if it's very interesting. Podcast. All right, there you go. I won't listen to bad audio. I won't listen to a podcast with bad audio, even if the topic is interesting, even if the content is something I'm looking for. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to disagree that pretty good is more than enough. I think pretty good is more than enough to get you started. I think pretty good is going to get you out of the gate as with the understanding that pretty good is something you're always going to want to improve on. Now, I, now, do I have the perfect podcast here? Have I had the perfect podcast today? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Do I hope to improve to make Podcast Answer Man better in episode number 142 than I am right here in 141? Absolutely. You go back and listen to episode number one of Podcast Answer Man and tell me if I haven't improved. In fact, I'll tell you what, let me go ahead and just turn back the sands of time here and let me play this for you and have a listen for just a second right about now. Hey, this is Eric Fisher and this episode is made possible in part by me and other listeners like me. I have a tight budget, but I choose to make a $3 donation oh, wow, this is, to make sure that, that these back great the shows continue. Making a donation is easy. Just go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on By the PayPal way, I started Podcast Answer Man when this was a hobby. A PayPal account to do it. And now, enjoy the show. Let's see what this sounded like. Talk shoe. Talk shoe. Recorded live. This is an interactive, interactive. interactive podcast designed for audience participation. Come talk, 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 text chat, or listen live at TalkShoe.com. All right, goodness, today. Our network has now served more than 500,000 downloads. So you're asking yourself, okay, Cliff's got another podcast. What's this one about? Well, I think the uh, title of the show, Podcast Answer Man, all right, well, actually, you know what? That one didn't sound as bad other than the fact that, man, did I put a lot of stuff in the front of that show that I shouldn't have. Uh, I'll tell you what. Here here you go. Listen to this one. This is Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Cliff Ravenscraft and Friends. Come on now. Hello and welcome to the show. This is my very first podcast for Generally Speaking. Uh, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm in Hebron, Kentucky. And I just want to go over with you a couple things uh, to get this thing started. First off, I want to talk to you about the format of the show. Uh, I could not decide whether or not I wanted to do a, another Lost podcast that is 100% uh, all Lost all right, so there you go. That was back in 2005, my friends. But but yeah, the thing is, is uh, and they're saying that, man, that barely sounds like you. Yeah, that's because it, it, I've done a lot to try to improve everything that I do. Here's the thing. Gordon is absolutely right. Don't try to get the perfect podcast every single time. Let me give you an example of somebody who has done what I believe is pretty good, is good enough to get you started. Here, I'm going to throw it out here for you right now. Go to Life beyond the assembly line.com go there go there now and listen to episode number one of life beyond the assembly line that is a perfect example of pretty good is good enough to get you there to get you started because don't let paralysis by analysis and perfection uh, try to, 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 you know, don't get that perfect podcast out there. Um, then listen to episode number two. I haven't even listened to episode number two. I just realized he's got it out there. Wow. Uh, that's exciting that he's already got episode number two on there, but go to life beyond the assembly line. I would, I would imagine that there's a, a jump in quality, uh, from episode one to episode two. And don't go back and delete the old stuff. Leave it in there. Let people hear what you sounded like back then and hear the improvement. Does that help? Anyway, 
Um, there are two more things that I wanted to include in today's show. Uh, Dr. Thomas Lamar uh, has the most amazing how to, you know, what is a podcast discussion on his website. Uh, and Steve McQueen has a review of uh, an and to some Android podcasting applications. I'm going to put those off till next week. And I do apologize to you who listened at the front of the show. And boy, those were the two things that you stayed listening for. Um, I do apologize, but I'm running out of time. And I, I do want to get to my infomercial, if you don't mind. I've made it. I've made a determined effort to leave my self-promotion at the end of the show here. But I don't want you to tune out. Listen to this. This is what's going on, and I'm very excited about it. Obviously, why would I do it if I'm not excited and passionate about it, right? But I want to let you know about the Podcast Answer Man Boot Camp Webinar Series. I'm getting ready to launch this on Saturday, January 9th. It's going to be seven webinars. Uh, when I think they're all within, they're all within six weeks of each other. I think they might even be within five weeks of each other. But uh, it's going to be seven webinars. Uh, they're going to be either they're either going to be on Saturday at 12 noon Eastern time, or they will be on Tuesday evenings at 8:30 p.m. Eastern time. When I chose the times for these, I consistently thought of you know the majority of my audience is in the U.S. Although I know that there's many of you all around the world in multiple different time zones, but I thought what would be the best for the highest percentage of people, uh, East Coast and those of you on the West Coast who are three hours behind. I tried to make sure that you were either out of bed or hopefully home from work if that's what you've got going on there. So here, here's the thing. Uh, they're either on Saturdays at 12 noon Eastern time, which would be 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday mornings for you on the West Coast, uh, Tuesday evening, 5.30 p.m. or you know 5.30. Hopefully, you've had some time to get home from work on Tuesday evenings. Uh, you, can buy, you can attend these a la carte, meaning one at a time. You can just pick and choose, or you can sign up for the entire boot camp. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, I want to tell you, that each of the each of the webinars will last for two hours. Uh, it should the format should be ninety minutes of pure content and then thirty minutes of Q and A afterwards. Uh, each webinar currently is set to be limited to fifteen people, uh, and that's a limitation that I have on this certain go to meeting account that I have for for doing my webinars. Uh, I could you know if if all of a sudden if it sells out within you know, within the first day of me putting it out on the mailing list, which by the way, if you're not on the mailing list, podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list will get you on there. Uh, and uh, if you want more details and you, you got it after I sent this all out on the mailing list, then just email me and I'll give you all the details. Uh, but it's all here in the podcast as well. So here's the situation. Um, webinar limited to 15 people, each one two hours long. Um, th- this is This is the big thing here. The webinar is only $100 per webinar. It's a two-hour session. That's one-third of my cost for consulting. So I charge $150 an hour, and so you're going to get two hours, and you're going to get that for only $100. You're also going to have the benefit of 15, or 14 other people's questions and answers. And for those of you who might be interested in the boot camp of taking the entire seven seven webinars uh, at a discounted rate of 15% off, you can do all seven webinars for $5.95. Okay, so you're getting seven hours for $5.95, or actually seven, you know, 14 hours of consulting, really, uh, training that I do um, in, in this. Now, I want to let you know, I will be doing these webinars again in the future. It's guaranteed I will be doing them in the future. They will not be $100 per webinar in the future, they will be significantly more expensive in the future. Uh, I'm doing them at a lower cost right out of the gate because it's going to be the first one for each one of the ones that I'm doing here. I've done webinars in the past, and I know that when I do it the second and the third time, it always improves in the quality of me sharing and the consistency of of the kind of content that I'm sharing. I, I know what I'm doing, um, so. It, for those of you who get in early, you can get in. It's a huge bargain. Now, here's the thing. Like I said, this is a this is the infomercial, but let me tell you what these what these webinars are. And and this one, I think this one right here is going to sell out the quickest. Uh, and I know this based upon what I know from people who what they want to hire me to tell them how to do. 
Uh, Saturday, January 9th at 12 noon, starting at 12 noon, behind the scenes look at how I do gspn.tv plus membership. I'm going to show you the how I created the system in which every single person who is a gspn.tv plus member has their own unique RSS feed that is username and password protected that cannot be shared with other people. I'm going to show you, um, you know, my thought process in how, you know, what I wanted to accomplish, why I ch- chose not to go to a service that, you know, has this already put together and and takes a portion of your your income as a result of, you know, set, doing everything for you. Um, how I bill people, how I subs- set up subscriptions, um, the software I use to manage all the usernames and passwords. Um, you know, it, it's, I will tell you, I built this all from scratch and in, it was not easy to do. And I'm not sure that it's extremely easy to duplicate, but at the very least you'll see exactly step by step the process of what it looks like from beginning to end in that session. So how I do gspn.tv plus membership where plus members have access to everything and all the other content is only available you know there's only certain episodes of certain shows available i'm going to go through all of that that is saturday january 9th um tuesday january 19th at 8 30 p.m uh we're going to do adobe audition uh, why I use it and how I use it. So it's going to be like the basics of, you know, you know, Adobe Auditions, $349 piece of software. You know, why is it that I chose to use this software and how do I do it and why, you know, how did it take my, you know, podcast post-production from, you know, 55 minutes down to five minutes. And I'm going to show you how and why I use it. Um, and then basically the next one is going to be Tuesday, January 26th. It's going to be Audacity 101. Uh, and so Audacity 101 is going to uh, be just the basics of Audacity, how to install Audacity, um, how you can use Audacity to uh, fix things such as, you know, increasing levels, lowering letter levels, how to put in audio uh, music bumpers in the front and in the back. Uh, it's just going to be very basic, but I'm going to train you how to get great sound from your podcast without using the lame encoder and and all the other different things. So if I was using Audacity, this is how I would use it. That's what that webinar is going to be. Saturday, January 23rd at 12 noon, we're going to do WordPress for podcasting. This is another major one. I, the fact that I'm doing it for 100 bucks, this one, I'm going to take, I'm going to actually take a volunteer of somebody who wants to create a podcast, okay, who does not have a domain, who does not have a hosting account, and who does not have a WordPress installation. And what I will do during that night, the first 90 minutes of that session, we will use Bluehost, we will will create a Bluehost account, we will create, we will register their domain, we will install WordPress, we will configure, I will install a default theme that I use for all my clients in WordPress. I will configure it with the plugins that I use for podcasting. I will change the colors to make it match exactly the way that I want it to be. I will set up the feeds for FeedBurner. I will take the feed from FeedBurner. I will submit it to iTunes and we will have a sample episode posted and ready to be downloaded by the end of that session. I can do that. I can do that within the two-hour session, and I'm going to give you, you're going to see me do it step-by-step how I do that. Um, So again, that's a major one, folks. Uh, Saturday, January 30th at 12 noon, how I use social media to build my brand and build community. Now, I've already talked a lot about that here, so it's going to be some of the same, but it's going to be a lot more about how I carry those things out and it's going to have a lot more question and answers. So you definitely would get a lot of value out of uh, being able to interact in that conversation. Saturday, February 6th, GarageBand for Podcasting 101. For those of you who are Mac users and want to learn how to podcast, I'm going to show you if I were, if I all I had available to me was a Mac and I had to podcast on a Mac, how would I record and produce a podcast and put intro and outro music and what audio effects would I use out of the compressor tools that are built in? How would I, what would the workflow look for me, look, look like for me if I were using GarageBand? That's that session. 
And then the very last one in the series is Saturday, February 13th. And by the way, before I tell you this last one, let me just go ahead and fire up the music here. The very last one, Saturday, February 13th, is my 100-point podcast inspection. That's right, the 100-point podcast inspection. I, I mentioned this a couple, several episodes back. By the way, I've done a lot of these podcast inspections, and 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 it's been it's been a huge amount of fun each time to really help podcasters take their podcast to the next level. And what what the one hundred point podcast inspection is is where I take an episode of somebody's podcast, I listen to it, and then I take a look at their iTunes listing, I take a look at their website, I take a look at the the formatting of everything, I look at. I, I look and ask 100 questions and ask myself 100 questions about the, that podcast. And then what I do with the client is after I've done that, I then come and say, here are the things that I think we should address or you should address or things that I think you should consider. And what you're going to get in this webinar, if you take the 100 point inspection I'm not going to actually do an inspection. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually go through and show you and tell you what are the 100 things I'm looking at. All right. What are the 100 things I'm looking at? And I'll kind of explain to you what the importance of all those different things are. So anyway, like I said, it's a podcast answer man uh, boot camp webinar series, seven, seven podcast or podcasting webinars, and they're all going to be two hours in length individually $100. You can do all seven of them for $5.95. And if you want to be one of the 15 people that get in, then you want to contact me as quick as possible. And for those of you who who are here live watching the live show, you have the first access to this stuff. I haven't even set it up as I'm recording this. I haven't set up the registration forms yet, but I'm going to be doing that before the end of this weekend. And uh, for those of you who are on the mailing list, you will be the next people to have access to register for these uh, webinars. And uh, again, get on that mailing list, podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list. That's my infomercial. I saved it for the end. So hopefully if you didn't want to hear all that, you had turned me off before then. May God richly bless you. I pray that every single one of you guys out there and girls, that you will all have a very blessed and an extremely prosperous 2010. God bless you all. I look forward to talking to you then. Bye-bye.